Well, hello, my wonderful friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope y'all are having a fantastic day, great middle of your week. Hope you guys are staying strong and healthy as always. And if you guys saw the website, it'll be updated here very, very shortly. You voted, it won the one and only B Complex Formula. You know it, one of our top formulas that we have with our methylated B vitamins, supports adrenal and immune function, also supports healthy energy response and healthy stress response, along with mental function and mood. B vitamins are essential. We've talked about it over the years in dozens and dozens of research studies that show B vitamins can help out with numerous, numerous ailments in the body, all the way from cardiovascular issues to mental issues to energy and adrenal function, and they're water-soluble. As most people know when you've done your own research, B vitamins do not store up long-term in the body. They have to be continually added to the body on a regular basis in order to maintain maximum dosage of them in the bloodstream. And so, again, that's why it's important to make sure you're taking a B complex that is loaded with super high doses of B vitamins. A lot of the vitamins you see on the market a, the quality is garbage as far as when it comes to the Bs. And secondly, the dosage is abysmal. You'll see something in there and you know it'll have 150% of your daily B12, which you know it'll be like 50 micrograms of B12, which is you know the daily recommended supplementation from the American Heart Association or stupid stuff like we talked about yesterday, where you know the recommended dietary guidelines is 600 IUs of D3. And as, of course, in the research study that I talked about yesterday, they showed that significant people are low in D3, and the higher that people go in amounts of D3 blood levels, the less they start having health problems and the less cardiovascular problems they have. They're directly related. Higher levels of D3 you have, the better effects you have on the body, the less ailments you have, the less diseases you have. They're just correlated. B vitamins the exact same way, especially when it comes to neurological function, especially when it comes to muscle recovery and energy function and adrenal response in the gym. That's why if you're – especially if you're really active, you sweat a lot, you're very engaged in certain sports or working out or activity, you're outside a lot, B vitamins are even more crucial than normal because your body's basically flushing a lot of them out. So again, be sure to check that product out on Product of the Week. It'll be on sale today for a big sale i'll get that updated here after the site because you guys voted for it and it won as the b complex formula also too one of the first things that i saw interesting now is this is interesting is that the uk now is kind of giving people a heads up that the grid is under so much stress due to the weather and of course climate change that they're telling basically the residents in the united kingdom that they need to start stocking up on candles and battery-powered radios and flashlights and first aid kits in order to prepare for power cuts or digital communications going down, the deputy prime minister reportedly said. And now there's a bunch of articles that have been popping up on Twitter with these groups now from all the way from Breitbart that are going into detail talking about this now, saying that everybody needs to start getting prepared for essentially a grid shutdown scenario for certain periods of time in order to maintain the infrastructure. You know, when you start seeing stuff like this come out, there's no question about it. They're orchestrating some type of event again, and they're giving everybody a heads up. They're letting people know what's happening. They're letting people know what's going on. I told you before, this is normal stuff you should have on a regular basis. You know, Having backup battery batches with backup flashlights that function and backup first aid kits and backup ammunition and backup magazines and backup everything – 
that just needs to be a staple. That's one of the reasons why I always recommend people have backup food supplies in different various amounts too. If you want to store up beans and rice that are organic, you want to store the organic food buckets that we have, you want to store up MREs, having a little bit of each is not a bad idea. Having the ability to have multiple aspects of different food supplies and being able to have them stored up properly so they last so that when you do need them, you're not in a scenario where you go, whoopsie, I've got weevils in my food now. I should have probably checked that after the last 10 years. Now this food's gone completely bad, and now I'm in a pickle. So again, make sure you're doing your own research when you're looking at this stuff. I've told you guys before, especially when it comes to food supply, make sure you're getting some decent quality food, especially if you're active, you're an athlete, you already eat clean. Make sure you spend a little bit extra money to get some food that you can actually utilize and eat in an emergency. It isn't going to make you super lethargic and sick and mess up your gut because essentially all it is is, you know, corn syrup solids with, you know, hydrogenated oil in it and added calories just to make the numbers fluff up on the box or on the can or on the bucket. And then all of a sudden you start eating and you realize you feel like absolute garbage. I've had multiple people tell me that, that they've bought some of these buckets Somewhere a while back ago, I think Costco had a brand, and it was like some 25,000 calorie bucket, you know, supposedly like a week supply of food for one person, which, by the way, a four week supply of food for one person at 30,000 or 25,000 calories is still not an enormous amount, but nonetheless, okay, it was a great deal. It was like $89 for a bucket, and they shipped, sent me a photo. Like, oh, I'm thinking about getting some of these. I'm like, $89 for 25,000 calories. I'm like, that's really, really cheap in a stored food bucket. And I said, well, send me the ingredient list. And it was only like two or three different variations of food in it. And sure enough, it was literally straight up corn syrup solids with basically soybean oil. It was pretty much the cheapest food you could find in a restaurant. They threw it all together with a bunch of seasoning and MSG to probably make it taste mildly okay and palatable to eat. And said, hey, here's 25,000 calories. Chow down if you need it. My friends, that is not going to keep you feeling good nor healthy. It's going to lower your immune system. Your gut's going to get wrecked. You're not going to be able to digest food properly. You're going to get unbelievably sick after a few weeks of eating that kind of food. And so the old adage of calories is calories is not necessarily true, especially when you need to function at full-tier performance in a situation like that. And again, when you got the... UK government now warning. They said it could be tomorrow that one of these things hit. And they're basically starting all this fear porning is what they're doing. They're doing this in order to keep people distracted from what's going on. And in my opinion, I've told you guys this, it's almost like every time stuff starts coming out about the kill shot, this RNA gene therapy, as numerous things have been coming out over the last couple of weeks and research studies showing how unbelievably dangerous this shot is, what's been happening to the, um, the airline community. You know, the pilot community, as far as the commercial airlines, has been horrific. The flights, every time I talk to people that fly, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. More delays, more cancellations, less and less options to fly, less and less timing. You have to pick stuff, you know, one day out of the week, you can finally find one flight that actually works for you. That is, used to not be like that when I used to fly around a lot. Not like that at all. And now you're starting to see it get worse and worse, while at the same time, they're telling everybody, you need to get ready for a grid down scenario. My opinion, always stay ready for any situation that occurs. Don't let the fear porn spook you, but also understand that it's good to stay prepared and have a prepared mindset, but don't live in fear. That's at least my stance on that. Stay strong and healthy and wise and keep your mindset strong as well. What do you think, Dan? How are you doing this morning? Oh, doing great, Austin. Uh, you, you're absolutely right about the storable food. You got, you're absolutely right about weevils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember years ago we had a bunch of stuff that we had stored. 
and uh, you know, when Sharon was making something with it one day, and she goes, "Ted, this stuff has weevils in it." Yeah, I'm like, well, that's just got to be perfect. And so we had to throw everything away. Unless you, I guess you could eat weevils. I guess I don't know, but I don't want to eat weevils. And it's kind of nasty. But the reality is, is it's true. That's why you've got to put some type of diametaceous earth in your storable food if it's not sealed from the factory, like in nitrogen, because they will get in it. I promise you, they will get in it. A lot of times, the eggs are in it as far as from a harvesting standpoint, so they just hatch. But if you put the DE in it, the DE powder in it, uh, they pretty much don't do that. I know years ago, I did that with rice and with beans, and I've opened them up over the years, and we've had a bunch of DE powder in every single bucket that we had that we bought raw. We, you know, we buy bags of rice, bags of beans, that kind of stuff. And uh, we still have them. Now, I don't know about the rice, if it's any good or not, but the beans will be fine. But we've got DE powder in all of the buckets so that what happens, DE is like a, it's like a diabetes earth. It's like a seashell, tiny little powdered seashells. And the weevils crawl through it, and they, it cuts them up and kills them, any kind of bugs. It works great as far as like a, for an insecticide if you want to put it on plants. And so it's, it's a great product to use, but you've got to get the food-grade diabetes earth if you're going to basically be putting it into storable food. But uh, I've not seen it go bad, but I haven't opened up any of that stuff, and it's been many years ago that I put it together. But, but like beans and stuff, they last anyhow. But you always want to make sure they're packed with something else. Or you can do canned goods you know, if you want to do that. And you know, you can go to the grocery store, or you get the health food store, whatever. You know, get your thousand dollars worth of cans. And but you got to be careful because they've got like a year, two year shelf life on those. And you, what you do is you rotate them. But I don't particularly like eating out of cans. I'd rather just buy something that has a twenty five year shelf life and just store it, be done with it, and put it someplace where the weevils and the mice can't get to it. That's really important too. I know sometimes if you have a you know facility and you've got a go to place of you know how whatever you want to call it, if something happens. Uh, you have to elevate the stuff off the ground so that the rodents don't get into it. You can do that too. You can you know, strap it to the ceiling trusses and you know, keep it you know on ropes or hang, have it hanging so they can't get it. I remember the first time I saw that, I was in a uh, shelter in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park, and I remember the guys were you know okay, this is on a, this is a hiking trail. It was on the you know it was on the Great Smoky Mountain National. It was part of the uh, the Appalachian Trail. So I was going to the top of Mount Leconte. L-E-C-O-N-T-E, and they've got a little shelter up there that you could close up on all three sides. And so you'd have, you know, it open on the front and had a roof on it so the bears couldn't get to you. And I, let me tell you a funny story. We're up there one night, you know, and I'm in college, and all of a sudden I hear some guy screaming. And he's running up the hill as fast as he can, and he's got a black bear chasing him, a big black bear, a four or 500-pound black bear. And he runs into the shelter screaming. He runs into it, and he slams the gate behind him as the bear stops because he can't get in now because the guy's inside of a protected shelter. And uh, just that kind of shelter kind of stuff. And I remember the last time I had gone up there, they had taken the door off of that shelter and the screen off the shelter. So you had, the bears had full access to come into the shelter at night. I mean, you get more liberals, I guess. They would have the, the bears need full access. So they can go in there and take a nap. I, I don't know what the heck their deal is, okay? But they, they, they do all kinds of stupid stuff like that in those national parks. But I, but I remember the guy had his backpack hanging up from the ceiling, and he had it on a rope. And he said, I said, why do you have it hanging up? He goes, well, I've got mice will get in it. They'll eat a hole and start eating your food. And he was on like a 30-day Appalachian Trail hike. And he had all the zippers open on the backpack. And I said, why are the zippers all open? He goes, well, I don't want them, if they do get down the rope, I don't want them chewing a hole in my backpack. And I said, whoa, interesting. So these animals and these rodents will get into stuff if you're not careful with them. Just thought I'd give you a little – you know, a little, little memory trip down memory lane with me <laughs> as far as doing that crazy stuff. I remember one time I was up there, and uh, it was, oh, my gosh, it was probably in 19, 
Oh, I can't remember. It was back way back when. And they had a snowstorm come in. I had brought some ice crampons with me. I remember I woke up, and it was going to be so cold, that shelter, that they let me stay in one of the little little cottages they have up on top because it was like a freezing weather, like 20 below zero kind of stuff. And I, I'm glad they did that because it would have been tough to stay alive like that all night. But I had really good sleeping bags, so that probably went okay. They were like minus 20-degree sleeping bags. You know, you say, where in the world did you get minus 20-degree sleeping bags in Florida? <laughs> they were Army bags. And uh, they were at, a, at an army shop that I'd got them from, but they were really good bags. I still have them, actually. They're all filled down. But uh, I remember we woke up that next morning. It's before all the trees had died from the aluminum and the bugs and all the other stuff up there. And I remember the uh, it was this whole sky was bright, bright blue, azure blue, and all the trees were covered in snow. And there wasn't a footprint anywhere except for a few animals walking around. I thought, wow, this is really pretty. I tried to take pictures of it, but my camera, it was one of those little cinematic cameras, the lens that had actually frozen shut. And so I couldn't take any pictures of it, but I burned it indelibly into my synapse, so I'd never, ever, ever forget it. And then we had to use the ice crampons coming down because a lot of the trails had iced over. They're pretty steep. And, so, and we had ropes and crampons. We actually, actually had to help other people come down. So, yes, I do stuff like that. I still do stuff like that. I, I kind of am an adventure guy, and I like doing stuff. You know, obviously, I'm a pilot, and so I like doing that kind of stuff too. But, you know, it was, here, I'm going to read something to you. You know, I've been getting all of these emails in, you know, and guys, I'm behind on my emails right now, so don't fuss at me, okay? I've been doing a lot of stuff here, so don't fuss at me on the emails that you've sent me. I'll, I'll try to get caught up on them this week. But I've got a lot of guys contacting me about marriages and marital problems and, and, and divorces and all kinds of other stuff, which, you know, when you have people start getting into trouble financially, a lot of times they end up, their marriages go bad, too, because people just don't take time out to think about the expenses they have. And I want to pull some verses up on that. And I'm going to tell us, I'm going to do it a little bit differently. You know, a marriage is a 50-50 deal, okay, as far as when you get married. But it has to be 100%, 100% cooperation in both directions. And you have to be reciprocal with trust and respect. You know, First Peter 3, 7 says, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to a woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Ephesians 5, 23 to 33, husbands, love your wives. Ephesians 5.25, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Ephesians 5.33, however, let each one of you love his wife as himself. Husbands love your wives. This is Colossians 3.19. It just goes on and on and on and on. But I'm going to stop here for one second because here's the problem that we run into also. You know, in Peter it says, 1 Peter 3.1, it says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they'll be one without, one without a word by the conduct of their wives. And so what we have to realize is that, you know, we have a relationship with another person who becomes your wife. You become one flesh with them. And I've talked about this in detail before, how a wife has an intuitive right brain, which is very, how should you say, artsy-craftsy. That's the best way of saying it. And the guy has this left brain dominated hemisphere, which is mathematical, analytical, and basically they come together to form one complete brain. Here's the biggest problem that I've seen in a lot of marriages. Husbands, you know, because of decisions they make, can wreck their own marriages, but also wives will wreck their own marriages. You think, well, how can that be happening? Well, let's stop for a second. I mean, I don't want to meddle like this, especially before the holidays, but it's a very stressful season. So let's talk about it. You know, the New International Version, it says this way on Proverbs 14.1. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. The New Living Translation says about the same thing. And English Translation says the wisest woman builds her house, but folly with her own hands tears it down. And, you know, it's interesting. You go, every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her own hands. Now, I'm going to stop one second. I'm going to say this. And every time you have a situation in which, you know, a marriage starts going sideways or a relationship starts going sideways or a dating situation starts going sideways, you've got to look at both sides of it. Because remember, it was um, 
and it was the author of The Great Gatsby, Fitzgerald, and I've mentioned this many times, who said that you have to be able to look at both sides of the narrative and discuss it from both angles and take each side independently of each other, which is a true sign of intelligence. Now, I'm going to say a few things here that are going to rub a few people wrong, and don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you from what I've seen, having had a marriage that lasted, that was a phenomenal marriage for over 30 years, is this, here's how it works. You know, a husband has certain physical needs, and so does a wife. You can't deny that to one another, period. If you do that, you start chipping away at the foundation of the marriage. If a husband doesn't have physical relations with his wife, especially over the age of 40 on a regular basis, he massively increases his risk of prostate cancer. I wanted to tell you that because I've mentioned that before. Somehow people don't understand that. You know, a guy has very complicated plumbing as far as in his reproductive organs. And if that plumbing isn't used on a regular basis, it gets all jammed up and messed up and it starts having problems with prostate cancer. And guys have a problem with that. Now, when women, the same thing happens to them when they go through menopause and everything else and their ovaries start to dry up. Everything, everybody has a, every time, everybody has a time cycle, you know, a time stamp on them as far as reproduction, except for guys who take care of themselves, like if they can reproduce like Abraham did back up into the 90s or the hundreds, if they take care of themselves and they're still able to do that. All of this stuff, I'm saying this morning because I want to make a point. You know, women don't deny your husbands and men don't deny your wives as far as from a physical standpoint. And don't get into a situation where you're working so many hours that you take each other for granted from a physical standpoint. It's really important, guys, that you don't do that because with men, especially, you know, guys that are really, you know, in shape and working out and everything else, they have certain needs they have to have. And I'm going to say it another way, too. And I and don't gosh, don't get me. Don't get mad at me about that. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go there today. I'm going to, leave, I'm going to leave that one be. I've said enough already. But listen to me. It's really, really important that when you're in a relationship that's reciprocal, you want to give each other everything each other wants all of the time. You know, uh, Sharon and I would always do that. You know, we always consider each other more important than the, ourselves. And that way we had this relationship that we had, you know, that, that, tested, that lasted over the test of time. That's what a reciprocal relationship is. It's 100% direction each, each way. It's really, 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 really important that we understand that. But I've been getting so many emails about that that I thought, well, you know, I'm going to cover that a little bit today. And if, if, if I can give you any kind of relationship advice, which I'm not a relationship counselor, you can take the advice I gave you from the Bible, you know, with however you want to take it. I always take it as the Bible and we need to try to be obedient to it. But be very careful, ladies, not to tear your own house down. And men, I'll put it back on you too. Men, be very careful not to tear your own house down either. It's so important that we both understand that, that both women and men understand that, that if you want to be in a relationship with somebody that's going to have lasting effects and stand the test of time, you have to be willing to give 100% all the time. And it doesn't matter how tired you are. It doesn't matter if you got a headache. That goes both directions, again, too, with husbands and wives. You know, human beings have certain physical needs. And they need to be taken care of, period. I just thought I'd mention this today because I've been getting so many emails on this. And that's why we talk about the HGH Stimulate. We talk about the uh, – it's like a natural Viagra. It works great, by the way. You just take two to four scoops of that a day along with vitamin E and zinc. It's amazing what that does as far as libido in men. We've got the Testa Plus. We've got all these different things that basically tongue at alley that elevate the testosterone naturally. And we've seen it happen over and over and over again with people who used it. So all these things work together. But remember – Always think through the decisions that you make from a marital standpoint and take care of each other in all the areas of your life. It's really important because, ladies, it says in the Bible, 
that a wise woman will build her house with her hands, but a foolish woman will tear it down. And men, it says to love your wives, that you love yourself, and be willing to die for your wife. That's what an alpha male is supposed to be. That he's going to take care of his wife, but the husband of the wife has to take care of him. And whenever there's a crack in that foundation, it starts causing problems. And it's something that you got to walk, work through. If you have to, go to a Christian counselor. Don't go to the secular counselors. They give you all kinds of horrible advice. Don't go there. And I, I know I shouldn't be meddling with a lot of these different things right now, but I just have felt I needed to because of all the, all the emails I've been getting on this. So it's, it's very, very important. Now, another thing I want to talk about, too, and, and, th- and this is something that we need to take a look at. You know, we've got a lot of people out there that are basically Christians now that are walking with God, and we've got a lot of people that are involved in all of these, these, this new age of Christianity. You got to avoid that. In Leviticus 26, it says, if a person turns to mediums and necromancers, you know, going after them, I will set my face against that person, will cut him off from among his people. And so, you know, don't be offended by that, but we have a lot of people that are got involved in new age teachings that are really, really messed up. You know, everything we're facing, economic, political, financial, familial crisis, they go much deeper than the surface. You know, we have to realize that all of these things are happening all over the place as we all are dealing with what's happening, like what Austin talked about, with electrical shortages in England, you know, food shortages, the ridiculous pricing on stuff. Now, you buy four dozen eggs now, you end up paying $28 for it. I mean, who thought you should buy organic eggs for 99 cents? And so, you know, the price has gone through the roof with this stuff. And we need to realize like it says in Romans 1, 21 through 25, if you turn away from God, that things go bad. It says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God or gave him thanks. Instead, their thoughts turned to worthless things, and their senseless hearts were darkened. Though claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images that look like mortal human beings, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. For this reason, God delivered them over to sexual impurity as they followed the lusts of their hearts and dishonored their bodies with one another. They exchanged God's truth for a lie and worshiped and served the creation rather than the creator who is blessed forever. And, and we need to understand, when basically, when God gets mad at you, he'll give you over to your reprobate mind. It says that in Romans 1, 28 through 31. God then gave them up to a reprobate mind to do the things that are not fitting, fitted with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetous, malice, evil, all of this stuff. And you can read that yourself. And in the New Age practices of Christianity, they start telling you that it's okay to believe all these different things. And remember, I covered this in Angel Wars, and I, I mentioned it the other day. I want to go a little bit more detail with it today. In Angel Wars, I talked about how when the Tower of Babel fell, these fallen angels came in and implemented all these different religions all over the world. There's thousands of them now, and a lot of this is New Age teaching, and they want you to worship the created rather than the creator. It, it, you know, it, this, this New Age is a range of spiritual or religious practices and beliefs that rapidly grew in the Western society during the early 1970s. It's highly eclectic and unsystematic structure makes a precise definition difficult. The New Age worldview emphasizes holism and an idea that everything in existence is intricately connected to a part of a single whole. And doing so is rejecting the dualism of the Christian division of matter and spirit and basically what's going on as far as the world is built. All of this stuff came from the theosophicals and all these different people as far as having this divine consciousness and all the other stuff. This is a real problem for this. A lot of people get involved in this stuff, and they start believing this stuff. This is why it's really important to avoid psychics and Ouija boards and all the rest of this stuff. In addition to that, you've got to realize there is a God, and you're not him. Just thought I'd mention that. And now for those ladies who want to listen to this, well, you don't know if God's a man or a woman. You don't know. You said him. Okay, stop it. This is not that show. If you want to go listen to Oprah Winfrey and her garbage crap, go ahead and listen to that. God created Jesus Christ. He was in the exact image of God Almighty. 
Jesus Christ was a man. He was a carpenter. He's a real man. He wasn't he wasn't some wussy little man. He was a real man. So if you don't like that, that's just the way it is. Adam was created in God's image. Eve came from Adam. Look at the Bible. See what you see. But remember, God said that Jesus was the exact representation of God the Father. And then you, we have these TV evangelists. Some of them I've mentioned in the past. I'm not going to mention them anymore. I'm not going to give them any credence whatsoever. They say that Jesus basically was, you know, an hermaphrodite or God's an hermaphrodite. That is complete and total nonsense. It's not true. God is a man. Christ is a man. God created the heavens and the earth. And, of course, we know that. That's what the Word says. So don't, don't get all caught up. If you get mad about me saying him, this, this isn't your show, by the way. Just thought I'd say that. So always remember, you know, God is the creator of all things. He is holy and he's to be worshipped. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. All of this stuff. He's through all timelines. He is God. And his energy field is so powerful from his consciousness that it permeates all of time space. It's like this. I've used this example before. And I'll give it to you again. It's like God is a $10 trillion, 10 trillion volt transformer. Okay. And we're like, you know, six volts. We can't get into his energy field. We'd be part of it, kind of inside of it, but we can't be part. You can't merge with it because it wouldn't, you can't do it. The only way you can basically be part of God's energy field is to go through Jesus as a transformer to allow you then to be part of God, who God is. But it's, it, God is more than just an energy field. He is the creator of the universe. He's a being. Okay, but his, he so powerfully permeates all time space. Remember that. And so we have to understand who God is and what Christianity is. And how we have a blood covenant with the most high God. Jesus is a real person. He's also a real God. He's part of the triune Godhead. The Holy Spirit is a real individual who's in the spirit form that comes into us. And God the Father is a real person. If you read the book of Enoch, it says that you know Enoch was taken into heaven. He saw the Ancient of Days walking with who appeared to be the Son of Man. These are real individuals. They're, 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 you know, God. I mean, it's hard to wrap your mind about what they are and how much power they have. So don't get yourself all caught up in oh, we're in the universal consciousness. Blah 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 blah. Don't no 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 no. Don't get yourself caught up in that. Don't get into the Hindu teachings and the chakras and all the other weird stuff. Stay away from that stuff because those are all religions that were put here by the fallen angels to confuse us as to who and what God is. Always remember that. Very, very, very important teaching this morning on that. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Uh, the quote of the day, there is a God and you're not him. You know, see, it's funny because, you know, you hear some people getting these arguments about stuff sometimes, and there's all these different concepts and there's different religions. In the end of the day, that's kind of the basis of it all. Regardless of what some of these people believe, regardless of some of the weird stuff they get involved in, you're not him. You're not the one that created everything. So calm down with your attitude. Everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time in the morning. <laughs> just fact of the matter of that. And you're not the one who created anything. So just calm down with some of the attitudes because you do see it sometimes. You see some of these people that want to sit there and have these giant arguments and debates and say about this and talk about this. And at the end of the day, we're all the same as far as we're, we all live, we all die. And it's at the end of the day, at some point, we're all going to have to come to terms with our life and what we did and the consequence of the actions that we chose, period. I don't care who you are. It's just a fact of life. Nobody's going to live forever on this earth if you're a human being. It doesn't, doesn't happen. And so it, it's really important that sometimes I think people have a reality check and realize that 
yeah, sometimes you do have to face reality and realize that, you know, maybe there is somebody out there that knows more than you. Maybe there is an individual that may be more educated in a certain topic, but at the end of the day, we're all made in the image of God Almighty, and we all have to show reverence at some point. That's why I've always been an enormous you know, proponent of praying before meals. Not that it's some type of thing to go and boast and be brag and let everybody see it. I'm, I'm never really obnoxious with it when I pray, but I've always told people when I build people for it, they may not pray before their meals. Or I'll, I'll just stop before everybody eats and say, hey, we got to say grace. And invariably, everybody goes, oh, okay. Everybody takes their hat off. And I had somebody ask me one time, they said, you know, you always, you always say grace. Every time we were out in dinner, you always say that, you know, I, I like that. You know what, why do you do it? Yeah. He hadn't really been raised in much Christianity, but he was very curious about it. And I told him, I said, basically the same thing. I said, I know there's a God, you know, God almighty, I believe in God, the father. And I said, and I'm not him. I didn't create me. I said, so at the end of the day, I got to show reverence to him. And if it's something as simple as thanking him for a meal that you have and this lifestyle that we have, you know, at the end of the day, if you have a roof over your head, if you have a family, you know, and background and family and blood and, you know, not blood or friends and family that love you, and you've got food to eat and you're taking care of essentially and you're doing something with your life and you're setting goals and you're growing, you're the, the top percent. I mean, you're, you're doing something positive. You're growing. You're progressing. And that's why I told you before, one of the most effective things you can do, and it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter if you grew up poor. It doesn't matter if you grew up rich. It doesn't matter if you have a background from good families or you've got bad families or you've got, you know, you're married or not married. At the end of the day, one thing that you can always control is your attitude. And one thing you can always control is the way your body is as far as how you can continue to grow it. Now, some people get injuries and ailments or issues that may occur, or disabilities. I get that. But, you know, I know individuals who have had massive injuries before. and They've lost limbs or they've had sides that are completely paralyzed on the half side of their body. And they still grow and grind and push and try to get stronger and try to continue to keep up with what they need to do. Because at the end of the day, it's like I just said, one of the only things you can control is your attitude. And if you look at stuff and you wake up and every time you wake up in the morning, you go, I'm winning. I'm going to do this. I'm going to push. I'm going to grind. This is what I want to do. These are my goals I'm setting. This is my goal list. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm reading today in the Bible. I'm going to push forward. You're going to do it. And you're going to continue to keep growing as long as you keep pushing. But if you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror and you talk about how bad you are, how dumb you are. And you say that to yourself in the mirror every day. I promise you with 100% certainty you will accomplish those things you're saying to yourself every single time because your brain will follow what you say every single time. And that's why it's so important to have a goal list. That's why it's so important to set short-term, you know, small and incremental goals and long-term goals and stuff that you can reach and hit that. That's why I've told you before, one of the biggest issues you've seen now with the younger generation is they have no realistic short-term goals. Everybody, you know, 16, 17, 18, well, I say everybody, I can't say that in generality, but a large percentage of the younger children, you ask them right now growing up, well, what would you like to do? Well, I want to be a TikTok star and be a millionaire. Okay, well, that's, that, that's, that's your grade A, that's, that's your main goal. Well, what do you want to do if that doesn't pan out? Well, I don't know. Okay, what do you want to do in the short term? Well, I don't know. I want to, I want to play on social media. I want to make TikTok videos still. Okay, well, what are your other goals? Well, I don't know. I don't have any. Boy, it's a bad place to be at that age of your life. 
setting up for a whole lot of mess right there, my friends. That's why I always encourage people to start looking at stuff. You know, Jim Rohn used to say something on a lot of his seminars. I used to go through all kinds of his videos. And he's on YouTube, by the way. On You can pull him up all his old videos, all his old stuff. They've got shorts versions of it. They got five, six minutes. They got 20, 30, 40 minutes. I still listen to this day. I'll plug stuff in and hook it up on the phone in the truck and listen to it, especially if I'm driving somewhere long. And one thing he said, he goes, one of the most effective things he said was when you're first starting out, he goes, take a list, take a notepad and write down the top 25 goals, money, no option, 25 things that you would like to accomplish. You would like to do, you would like to acquire, you would like to achieve, you would like to hit. Doesn't matter. What are the 25 things you would love to hit? And he goes invariably, and he goes, money's no option. Doesn't matter. You, you figure out how to become a multimillionaire. You want to buy a, you know, a yacht. You want to buy a plane. Whatever it is, write it down if that's something you really desire. And he goes, invariably, a lot of times when you have for people first do it, they can't even come up with 25 things. They can't come up with 25 things. So they, they, they get to like five, ten. They go, well, I don't know anymore. He goes, I'm not even telling you. That. No option. Just come up with something. They go, oh, I don't know. I don't know anything else. And he goes, well, how are you going to hit a target if you're blindfolded and you can't see it? How are you going to achieve something if you don't even know what you want? How can you go and hit a goal that you don't even have? And it's a really, really important thing that a lot of people have to start realizing, especially in this strange world we're living in right now, because the media and the banker boys and everything these guys are doing on a regular basis is all about distractions. It's all about keeping people distracted from what they're really doing. It's all about keeping people distracted from goals and being distracted from Christ and the Bible and being distracted from the truth. Golly, we've seen that now. I mean, I told you guys just in detail on that story now that's come out about Moderna. They've got this entire task force in Moderna with retired FBI assets and other types of government agents. Their sole purpose is to spy on everyone and try to combat vaccine disinformation. Guys, this is a pharmaceutical company that is paying millions of dollars a year to a task force in Moderna, under Moderna payroll, to monitor and shut down any type of dissent that goes against vaccine truth. you got to think about that for a second on how far they're willing to go to censor the truth, which means how far should we be willing to go to speak the truth? You're going to be quiet in the night because somebody tells you to stop talking about it? You're going to cover your mouth, muzzle yourself like a dog because somebody tells you to put a mask on your face? I'm just asking. I'm not not being mean or anything. I'm I'm just asking that question. How far are you willing to go to speak up and stand up for what you believe? How far are you willing to push what you really have a conviction for? And that's something that I think a lot of times people don't get to until they're already caught up in the situation. Example with karate or taekwondo, jujitsu or Muay Thai, whether it may be. You know, a lot of times people see movies, they see these different films and they go, oh yeah, I, I can fight. I can do this. I'm, you know, I took a boxing class when I was 15 one time for a day. You know, I can do this, I can do that. Well, the problem with it is when the scenario comes at you in a situation that will occur, because one day you will be in a direct physical conflict. Just about everybody does at some point in time in their life. I don't care what age you are, you will get in one. People a lot of times have no idea what to do. And that's why they become victims because they've never laid out scenarios. They've never actually practiced and planned for any scenario. They've never actually done any type of training to handle a situation. But yet they think when they get there, they're just going to suddenly become John Wick and be some you know operator, handle the whole situation because they went to a gun range five years ago and shot two mags at a paper target. Doesn't really work like that. Now, if you've trained significantly 
when you were younger for years and years, you're a retired military, combat veteran. A lot of times that stuff is so ingrained and instilled in you. Even if you take off for years, the muscle memory is there. And as soon as you get back into it, it'll snap back right in. That's a fact. But if you've never had any type of training, if you've never done anything at all, you simply took a boxing class when you were 15 or you shot a gun at your concealed carry permit. And that's the extent of your firearm training. Do not live in the fantasy world that you think you're going to somehow be an effective combat operator when situation arises because you literally have no idea how to handle the situation. And that occurs for all kinds of scenarios. Back to what I was talking about with the conviction. If you know your line in the sand is I'm not going to comply with anything, especially when it comes to an experimental RNA shot, which I told you from the very beginning. And so did dad and numerous other people that we had on the show and other friends and family had from the very beginning before that shot even rolled out March 2020, April 2020. I talked about on the show. I said they're going to roll out a shot. They are going to roll out an experimental vaccine, and they're going to call it a vaccine, and it's going to be gene therapy. They already started prepping the market for it that early. Little reports came out. Little snippets came out. They told us what they were going to do, and I had some people. They went, ah, you know, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to take the shot. Invariably, a huge portion of people that I know went and got it because they didn't want to deal with any blowback anymore. They didn't want to deal with any flack. And that's okay. That's your choice. If that's what you decide to do, and that's your consenting choice, that's your choice. But then be ready for what happens after that. But don't sit there and say, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to hold a conviction and then suddenly comply when you get a little bit of conflict. That is no good. That's why I've told you guys before. I push so hard. and I still am. I guess this entire concept of climate change. And I talk about it all the time to people, especially with the EV market and declining to be involved with any of that. I won't buy stocks in Tesla. I won't buy anything when it comes to the EV market, even though people go, oh, it's lucrative. You make a lot of money in this. I don't care. I'm not going to support it with my finances. I'm not going to support any company that continues to keep pushing this, especially directly related to a company that's involved in that. People go, well, Elon Musk is this and that. Cool story. Everybody's got their own opinion about it. He sure seems to say a lot of different things out of both sides of his mouth. He's free speech for this, but then he wants to do that. He's free this, but then he's building this electric company with billions of dollars in federal grant money that's pushing the climate change agenda. But then he talks about something else. It goes back and forth with him all the time. That's why I'm not a huge fan of him. But yet again, you see this now. I saw an article here earlier where you had a uh, conference president, Sultan Ajabar, at the COP29 Climate Summit in Dubai. And he flat out said there is no science out there now or no scenario out there that says the phase out of fossil fuels is going to suddenly achieve negative 1.5 degrees Celsius, wanting that their fuel, fossil fuel policies would take the world back into caves. Nevertheless, we have you know Kamala Harris and other individuals now with the Green Climate Fund. They're telling everyone this climate change and decreasing fossil fuel production is suddenly going to fix everything. And he goes on to say here, this is interesting, Tucker Carlson goes on, he goes, this cult-like worship of these policies is what's leading to tonight's discussion, highlighting the increasingly obvious disconnect between global elites and the general public, most specifically in the context of environmental policies. He goes, we know the pillars of civilization are cheap energy, law and order, free speech, and although all those pillars are currently under attack. He goes, the hypocrisy is simply Orwellian. He recently wrote on a public substack. Uh, Schellenberg, the guy basically that's talking here, he said flying on private jets to climate conferences to announce plans to make energy even more expensive for working people's bread and circuses, except there's no bread 
and the circus consists of rich, wealthy elites celebrating their wealth, morality, and superiority while doing nothing that they say for others to do. It's rules for thee, but not for me. And it was talking about how the CO2, uh, basically emissions and what's going on with the private jets is like 40 to 50 times higher than what we're seeing in almost every other sector. He goes, the amount of private jet emissions and the amount that you see as far as with the pollution from all these jets, from all these billionaires that are flying around, far, far, far passes what a lot of times you see emissions now. And they go into detail in this article how a lot of the vehicles and the gasoline engines are so restrictive and so non-polluting anymore because of the EPA restrictions that A, the reliability of the vehicles has gone downhill, but B, the amount of pollution that they have is minimal at best, and the amount of fuel that they burn, even with these emissions that are so restrictive on them, is still minimal at best. Yet you got these guys that are flying jets all over the entire world, burning tens of thousands of gallons of jet fuel on a regular basis, sometimes a daily and weekly basis, depending where they're flying. Yet they tell you, you need to drive an electric car so we can make sure we can control how much electricity you use and how far you can go and how many miles you can be restricted to because, you know, it's, it's climate change. I mean, look what they're doing over in the UK now. They got these 15-minute sectors. We're only going to be allowed to drive out of your certain district only, only so many times a year or you're going to have to pay more taxes to leave to drive out of your district. Sure sounds like Hunger Games to me, doesn't it? But yet these clowns fly around the world in Gulfstream 750s every single day to different conferences telling everyone they need to live at home. They don't need to have gas-burning stoves. They need to sit at home with a little electric heater on the floor and drive an electric car 100 miles a week, and that's the best they can get. This is complete hypocrisy. And until everybody – With a candle off, with a candle. Yeah, with, with a candle while you eat crickets. You know, I mean, that's 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 literally what they want. And so, again, until people really start pushing back and saying, no, the hypocrisy knows no bounds of these individuals. If these guys want to start pushing this agenda and they really want to actually do something about it, then all private jet, all private jets need to be grounded, period. And we're going to do that. We're going to go full totalitarian Orwellian state. All travel needs to stop, period. What we're going to do? No private jets. No, no airlines, no nothing. Everything's stopping because apparently the climate change is so deadly, the world's not going to be here in three or four years if we continue to expose all these pollutions all the time, if that's really what's happening. So again, always call out hypocrisy when you hear it, especially when you hear it from authority or alleged authority that's telling you you have to do something while they do the complete opposite. It's exactly what I told you during COVID with Fauci telling everyone they need to wear a mask 24-7 while he's in a baseball game and his friends with no mask, while Governor Nuisance over in California, that complete and piece of garbage that he is, is telling everyone they can't even walk on the sidewalks without a mask. Everybody needs to be masked indoor and outdoor in California, L.A., while he's got a 14-person wine party at a restaurant that's been shut down that nobody's allowed to go to except him and his friends and gets end up having photos of everyone at the table, not a single person wearing masks. When you see hypocrisy like that, you cannot under any circumstances follow what those people say because clearly they do not have your best interest in heart, and clearly they are not there to speak the truth. They are there to control and manipulate the narrative, and that means anything they say, in my opinion, is null and void. What do you think, Dev? Well, you know, that, that debate that DeSantis had the other night with him, he basically uh, you know, is like a no-win situation. I mean, you know, Newsom is basically a career politician. And, you know, DeSantis is just out there as a military boy, you know, JAG officer, and want to tell the truth. 
in most cases. So you got to ask yourself a question. You know, both these guys get into a national debate and all of a sudden, you know, both of them are basically out there being promoted by the media. Who's controlling the narrative? Again, it's controlling both sides of the narrative, isn't it? And that's what these guys do. And you're right, Austin. I've I've had a I had a this is crazy. I mentioned this. I had a TV evangelist one time wanted me to speak for him at a conference, and uh, he was flying a private jet up to D.C. and uh, said I could fly with him on his private jet on the one he had leased, and that was interesting. And this guy goes through money like water. And and the sad part about it is is that you know I went ahead and hopped on the jet. And I have to admit, I, I, gosh, I got to admit it. It's nice. They pick you up at your local airport. You know, it's wheels up you're where you need to be. You don't have to deal with, you know, crowds and TSA and all the rest of it. You can bring your guns with you, except for you don't want to bring a gun into D.C. and you don't want to bring a gun into New York. You got to be really careful if you carry a gun, even on a private plane, because what's going to happen is you get to a certain area and you can't have those guns. What are you going to do with them? Remember that one guy up in New York City a few years ago was an athlete. He, he went to the he went to the he went to the police station in order to have the private jet you know, to, have his, to have his money put away or have his gun put away, and they arrested him, and they said, you know, you can't be having this thing, and he said, well, he goes, he goes I can't, you know, be, uh, you know, part of this, he goes, I'm, I'm trying to be nice, I'm trying to tell you I've got a gun, you're under arrest, you know, felony, now whatever happened to him, I don't know, I'm sure he probably got a draw, but the reality is, he was at the police station, they arrested him, so be real careful when you go somewhere to make sure that they don't basically come in and arrest you because you're carrying a gun, by the way, there's an interesting article here, and we posted it on the Health Masters News site. It's up there right now. It says, why I don't think the population collapse in the long run, why, why it won't collapse. And it talks about how Elon Musk is the number one threat to humanity. Is the population collapse? Is he right? And, you know, Elon Musk is being he's a he's a he's a he's a cutout. He was made a billionaire by you know government subsidies with his, you know, with his EV market as he likes to run his mouth. And a lot of the stuff he says is accurate, but he comes back in and he goes back to the marching steps of the New World Order, and he realizes that he's got a choke chain on him, and there's certain things he can't say and certain things he can't say. It's like all of this fake stuff he does with rocket launches and all the other crazy stuff that we can go into detail about, but I'm not going to. But the reality is this. You know, this article goes on to say that in the long run, we're not going to have a population collapse. Well, what does he mean by the long run? In 100 years from now? I'm telling you guys right now, we're going to have a massive population collapse on the planet within the next 10 years. Now, whether this guy thinks we will or not, that make a difference. The mRNA shot is going to pretty much put a big stop on new childbirth, and we're going to have so many people die from infections, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be unreal. Always remember that, and you know, and, and realize that we're in a situation right now where you know we have kind of got a train that's running at full speed, and the railroad tracks are out over the canyon, and this train is literally a hundred yards away, and it's going at eighty miles an hour. It ain't going to get stopped. You know, we're going to have a massive population collapse globally, which is what the stated goal of the New World Order is. They want a population control collapsed, and they want it down to 500 million people. Now, I think what they've done on this one, I think they've overstepped themselves. I think they're going to have a massive collapse more than they ever thought, which is maybe what they want because you know they hate God's creation. Anyhow, they hate human beings because we're made in God's image with our 13-dimensional brains that God gave us. And so they want to do everything they possibly can to destroy as many of us as they possibly can. And if they can hurt as many children as they possibly can, they're real happy about that, their perversion with Aleister Crowley and all the rest of the teachings they had as far as the new divine feminine and the new witches and all the witchcraft and all the other crazy nonsense out there with Baphomet. I could do a whole show on that. But I don't even like talking about those weirdos. But the, but the reality is this guy says that it won't be a problem long-term-wise. He's completely wrong because long-term-wise, we as human beings, as we look right now, won't be around anymore. We put in chambers and eggs and chambers and, and you know, in genetic engineering and 
you want a super baby or you want a worker class or do you want a surf baby or pretty soon they won't even give you a choice. They're going to have a certain amount of surfs and a certain amount of worker bees and all that kind of stuff. This is the same thing they did in Genesis 6. They're just going to come back and do it. And that's why Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon the return of the Son of Man when all the stuff's going on. By the way, uh, <laughs> here's another article from Meet the Press, and it says, defying presidents, the Congress, the ATF, the DEA, the FBI, and the U.S. Marshals shroud their shootings in secrecy. Despite after 30 years of demands for transparency, the DOJ's law enforcement agencies released little data about whom they shoot, why they shoot them, and when they shoot them, and they rarely use body cameras. During, during an early Friday dinner rush in 2020, shots rang out as teen workers at a Texas roadhouse outside of Detroit took to-go orders to customers in the parking lots. Bullets whizzed overhead as people ducked for cover, witnesses said. Stray rounds hit parked vehicles, a restaurant window, and a wall, and photos show all these bullet holes. Earlier that day, FBI agents had decided to arrest a man suspected of having ties to domestic extremist groups on federal weapons charges outside of the steakhouse. When the gunfire stopped, an agent had been shot in the hip, and the suspect was dead, having bled out just feet from the restaurant's entrance, according to local police reports in a video. An employee who was preparing food inside when the shooting began recalled a bullet passing inches from her head. It was, it was the most horrifying experience I've ever had in my life, she said. In 2021, bullets flew outside of the 7-Eleven during an alcohol bureau of alcohol, tobacco, and firearms explosive operation in Colorado Springs. The same year, U.S. Marshals fired shots inside a barbecue restaurant in the Chicago area, and a firefight erupted during a Drug Enforcement Administration's search aboard an Amtrak passenger train in Tucson, Arizona. Three subjects and federal officers were killed in the four incidents. Another suspect and three officers were injured. Miraculously, no bystanders were struck. Had they been local police shootings, they might have generated public demands to release body cam video and use of force investigation reports. But they were federal operations conducted by agents and task forces with four federal law enforcement agencies, FBI, ATF, DEA, and the U.S. Marshal's Office, in which the use of force remains largely a black box free from public scrutiny. Guys, this is a problem. When these groups can come in like they did in January the 6th and infiltrate a crowd and stoke up problems and division and stoke up rioting and protests and actually encourage people to go into the Capitol building and then be actually held completely unaccountable for what they've done, that's not, that's not justice, guys. That's just showing the tyranny that's around us. It really does. That's why we, as Christians and believers in the Most High God and in Jesus Christ, need to realize this, that – in all times and all places, we have to stand our ground. It's like Austin said this morning on the show. He said, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to yell it from the housetops and promote, no, I'm not going to wear the mask. I'm not going to be a subject again. I'm not going to be a peasant again. Where are you going to go with this the next time they pull this again? Because this is not going to be the first time because they control both sides of the narrative. Because they, as like Otto Kahn said, they control the Republicans and they control the Democrats. And they hold the earth by its axes. I need to read that again on the show. That's the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan network. They're the ones who run the show. That's why we as Christians have to stand our grounds against the synagogue of Satan. We do, and we have to do it every single day. And we need to realize that this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice, and I'll be glad. It's cool here today. It's in the 50s, 60 degrees. It's beautiful. To me, it's a beautiful, beautiful day because to me, every day that we have above ground here, is great. Every day that we have that we bring honor and glory to God is great. Every day that we can talk about Jesus openly and proclaim his glory is great. Always remember that. Think about what you do and how you react and how you respond to other people. I love praying for you. I had a great prayer time with you for you guys again last night. I love you. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. No, you're spot on. I mean, there's no doubt about it. 
maintaining your health, maintaining your freedom, maintaining your mindset. Those are all important things. And, you know, especially when your health is one of the most valuable assets. You know, we talk about it on the show a lot, but it really is something that people, I think, take for granted sometimes. And we, we all have. We've all pushed our bodies too far for an extent or pushed them too long or worked too much or had too much stress. And it happens sometimes. But that's why sometimes you got to come back and let your body just detox down. Relax some, let it, you know, let your body clear out. That's why we have that fasting kit on the front page of the website. That's really, really good for people to do at the beginning of the year. And you don't have to wait till the beginning of the year. I mean, I always tell people that all the time. It's pretty New Year's resolution. I said, well, you can stop eating junk food today. You know, you can stop eating twink Twinkies and Ding Dongs and ice cream. And, you know, every single day you could stop that today. You can cut it down to one day a week. You know, give yourself a cheat meal. If you want to eat a giant bowl of ice cream, okay, eat it one time a week instead of 10. Something you could do right now. Make a difference. Go in there and see how many push-ups you can do if you're physically capable of doing it from a safe standpoint. You know, see how many body weight squats you can do. I remember we, I was doing that one time, and we were joking around. We were working out in the gym. We were finishing off a workout, and uh, one of the burnout sets, you know, after you're doing, like, heavy lunges and leg press and all this stuff, we went in, you know, 100 body weight squats. 100 body weight squats, which sounds basic. Body weight squats, no weight, no dumbbells, nothing. Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about a pump at the end of a workout. You can barely even walk. I mean, just, your legs are all swollen, shaking, you're all tired. And so, I mean, there's certain things like that. I mean, obviously, even if you haven't, if, if you haven't been training at all, you go do 100 bodyweight squats, they're still going to pump you up. And that's what I tell people all the time. I say, you don't have to go to a gym. I said, shoot, if you, if you go buy a set of 20, 25-pound dumbbells, 15-pound dumbbells, depending on your strength, and you have a bench, you can literally work out just about every part of your body. You can get a, a pull-up bar, get some dumbbells, you get a pull-up bar that goes in the door well if you've got a safe one, then do that. There's a few little things you can do for under $100, and you can have an entire setup as far as where you can train and exercise 15, 20-minute workouts a day. You don't just sit there and be a you know triathlon, go work out three, four, five, six hours a day. Quite frankly, that's really not that healthy for you unless you're trying to compete for a specific time, you know, a specific item. You gotta condition to go to that level. But just doing something every single day, staying active, starting off going for a walk around the lake, walk around the town, walk around the neighborhood. I remember I got an email from a customer a while back ago. They told me that. They said they were starting to have issues with blood pressure. They were starting to have issues with depression. And they said they decided that every single night, him and his wife were going to go for a walk. They're going to walk around this whole like neighborhood loop that goes through like some wooded area and stuff. And they went and did it. It was like 25, 30 minute walk. They started doing it every single night. And he said literally within a week, his mood, his energy, his blood pressure, everything started becoming healthier and he started feeling better just by going for a walk for 30 minutes every night. It's that simple. Now make sure you're using good supportive arch shoes. You have, you know, shoes that are basically going to support your ankles and your feet. You're not walking around in like flip-flops or barefoot, especially if you're walking around on concrete, which is really hard. But again, certain things our bodies were meant to do. One of those is be active. One of those is drinking adequate purified water every day. One of those is not eating massive amounts of toxic food elements like glyphosate, high fructose corn syrup every day. There's so many things that you can do and make little changes that make enormous differences in your energy. Because like we've talked about before, you can have the idea. You can be in love with the idea of standing up and being strong, being resilient, being self-sufficient. But if you don't actually put anything to practice and you're 500 pounds, you're laying on the couch and all you do is eat Doritos all day and watch TV and you plan on being some type of operator, I have news for you. You're going to get on the first flight of stairs. You're going to pass out. You're not going to be able to function. This doesn't work. It's not a benefit or an asset to anybody else around you. It means you're just being lazy, not doing anything about it. 
So again, be active, my friends. Continue to get the truth out there. That's why we have our website. That's why we have our phone number. That's why you can call us up and talk with us 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. We're here to help you out. Heck, we get customers in all the time from all over the country, which is always a blast, actually from all over the world. I've had customers come from Australia, from Canada, from Europe, and they show up and they hang out with us for a while. We talk to them if we're here, and Ruben and Steve help them out if we're not. And it's always cool to talk to people. It's always cool to get people's different ideas and things that they've gone through in their areas of the world, in their places. It's always intriguing, and we encourage you to do that. We encourage you to get the truth out there every single day because, quite frankly, at the end of the day, if it is to be, it's up to us. That's one thing I did say about the stolen election that was so blatantly fraudulent with the most popular president in history that couldn't even have more than 10 or 20 people at one of his rallies because nobody would show up. Again, the most popular president in history, that guy. Um, <laughs> it's funny to me that I said that after that, though. I said, one thing about this is now, I said, this is going to go either one or two ways. I said, either Americans are going to realize that we're on our own. We're dealing with a rogue government, and if it is to be, it's up to us, the general areas, the state areas, the county areas, the city areas. I said because we no longer have this laissez-faire fallback idea that we can go sit on you know, basically the coattails of Trump and the regime that he was basically putting together now. If it is to be, it's up to us. Nobody's coming to save us. It's up to us how far we're going to stand up, how far we're going to push. So thank you again, my friends, for the truth. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for getting our show out there every day, getting the articles forwarded out there every day. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. The B-Complex formula will be on sale here shortly as product of the week. And also, to be sure to take advantage of the joint relief, buy one, get two free. Um, special that's on the front page right now. That'll be ending here shortly. So be sure to check that out. I think there's like 30 or 40 bottles left. Steve sent the back. So as soon as that gets down, basically to next to nothing, I'm going to pull that sale off. and I'll probably keep a bottle or two for myself. So if you want to grab that, last day to grab is pretty much today. Be sure to check it out on the website, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>